we are just getting started here at Post What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Brooklyn Zed, here with my co-host, Adam H. Adam, I don't have a clever intro today. What's what's going on? How are you? Ha, huh, you thought it was me, but instead, it's a mimic! Gotcha! Oh. And you know what? Just around this other corner, another mimic! Mimic's a classic enemy of my uh, of my old D and D character who loved to grab shiny things that turned out to be monsters. Yeah, it hits you every time. Now, admittedly, this is a new mechanic for the mimics, which we'll certainly talk about once we get there. Just calling out rando other baddies to join the fight. Uh, what is that? I've I've played plenty of D and D. What is this? What is this? This is not a mimic. The whole yeah, point of a mimic. more classic Final Fantasy thing than a yeah. classic D and D thing. The whole well, not even like a D and D thing. I'm just, like the whole point of a mimic is that it looks like something else. It then attacks you, and that's it. That's the bit. That's the monster. That's the twist. But now there's a new twist in that we keep bringing out things every other time. So, I, like I don't know, someone we got we got wires crossed or something because it makes no sense for this to be a mimic, but. Also, there were a lot of them. And now I'm afraid to open chests, except not really, because I'm still going to keep <laughs> opening them. And, and you know, it's kind of just like farming XP, to be honest with you. But anyway, um, also just fair warning to everyone listening at this point. I know we, we missed a week. This is entirely my fault. Um, and then you're probably going to be disappointed again because I did not get to play all that much for this. Now, I did I did get some. I, I have a whole page of notes here, but it is just the one page. So, you know. Um, Listen, I, I this has uh, never been the densest Final Fantasy podcast. We spent oh, 20 it, minutes we're pretty dense of our last we're... conversation talking about telescopes and oceans. So, um, not that we, we need to push for time, but I'm sure uh, we will find plenty to talk about in what you played through and adjacent and unadjacent topics. Admittedly, I did see some positive feedback in terms of me dressing up as Steiner. Not quite to the level that I would have needed to have seen. In order yeah, to we make haven't that reached happen. the numbers yet. But I, you know what? It could still be open, I, hypothetically. But you know, at, at this point, we're not going to track it. We also received some positive feedback in terms of our ranking of the terrains. Um, so just file that away. I heard um, people on the streets told me I heard people on the streets are clamoring for a I've, terrain ranking. I've a terrain ranking, if you will. I have heard I that you, well, you should though. <laughs> I, I have heard, I've heard the call uh, and, and we'll get there. We'll get there. I think we have to build up to that though. Later in the podcast, at this point, we have just too many things to do. Um, I got to the end, I believe of disc one is where I ended up and maybe maybe that's incorrect but I just have to say when we have a giant cinematic cutscene uh kind of marking the end of a of a place seems like that's going to be the end of a disc and so I you know obviously I'm not playing on disc this is just on the, on the computer so there's no other disc to put in but it did seem like this was the end of disc one um and I you know before we even kind of get into what I was actually able to do this past week I just have to say there was a lot of stuff on disc one we did a lot of stuff. I mean, we went to a lot of places. We met a lot of people. The storyline is like a little convoluted, um, but we, we've done a lot. Like we certainly, we did more than I thought we were going to do just based on the start here. And then of course I'm remembering back to final fantasy seven, our first endeavor said you and I, not, not you. Well, maybe you, I don't Once know. Once upon a time. Once yeah. upon a time, way back in the day. How I wonder how long that was actually now that I'm like, it was kind of a long time. I think now that I'm like remembering anyway, 
the original Final Fantasy VII, there was a lot uh, going on there too, and that was uh, not even as many discs as this was. I don't think that was just either uh, two, two or three. Something Correct. Like Final Fantasy VII was three, and this one is four. Yeah, and that third disc of seven was just like basically the end, and then okay, well, whatever. We don't need to. I guess spo- no one's spoiling anything, but anyway, I just want to like remark here uh, as we kind of you know close the close the book on the first disc. A lot happened, and I'm gonna say, um, my favorite no what am i trying to say here because i'm really just comparing this to one this was a better intro like this is a better disc one than the original final fantasy 7 whoa is that too crazy to say am i like out on a limb here where did uh, disc one of final fantasy 7 end do we know do you the know? death of eris <sighs> okay so when i say like good but that's kind of like a disc two vibe right like we really open up disc two with like that's the situation, no? I think that's gonna. That's a spicy take. Okay, I I think I'm gonna stand. How about this? I enjoyed the experience of playing disc one of Final Fantasy Nine better than I enjoyed the experience of playing what what Final Fantasy Nine disc one than Final Fantasy's. Uh, people know what I'm trying to say here. I enjoyed the experience more this time than last time. Now, there's probably a lot of factors to that, but there's really only one factor that matters. Said. And that is Steiner. Steiner. Yeah, you are absolutely right that that is the one factor. Final Fantasy VII does not have Steiner. It has a Barrett, which I, uh, you know, close-ish. In, I'm I, a in huge a, Barrett stand. In a couple so. ways. And I do love Barrett. I, I, I think the problem is <sighs> Final Fantasy VII Remake is so good. And it made the original Final Fantasy VII kind of look a little pathetic. I have not seen a Final Fantasy IX Remake but I, I'm just volunteering myself right now. I'll play Steiner. Hit me up. <laughs> I would love to do the voice acting for Steiner. Like, true. I'm so down for this role. Anyway, I just want to say I'm enjoying Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, this is a uh, it's a fun game. I think we're we're enjoying ourselves. There's like enough plot intrigue to make it interesting. There's also enough like goofy stuff that I'm like still interested. Um, and there's no stupid mini games um outside of the one mini game that we had earlier but it wasn't like a you had to do this at a certain level to beat the thing it was just a let's dance around and fake sword fight for a few seconds and then oh, it doesn't really fighting. matter what you do you can move on regardless so huge plus i wasn't doing weird cpr to people on the beach as they were <laughs> drowning there I but was- think about how iconic that is that you still remember it I, it's not in a good way there's i mean we, uh, there's a lot of things that i remember that are not good i, I think yeah, i don't know why them. they chose to make cpr a minigame that was always a weird one to me yeah, but you know 1997 was a different time yeah what a time um i don't know i'm enjoying i do you uh, do you like do you like strongly disagree with my nine is better than seven take here at least at this I think, point i think it makes sense for you for sure Okay. Um, what is that supposed in to terms, be? In terms of like what you have expressed liking in yeah. games and in the stories of games, um, I, you know, we talk a lot when I'm streaming and we've talked on podcasts previously that like your first, there's always a bias towards your first Final Fantasy. And granted, Seven was also your first Final Fantasy. Um, but going through seven specifically with Josh, who has loved this game for so long, gave me a very specific, deep appreciation for it. And I've now played seven like four or five times. Um, 
I've technically played nine twice, but only once that I fully cognitively remember. Um, so it's hard for me to put nine above seven, but I really, really enjoyed my entire playthrough of nine. I enjoy the the cast of characters that we get to hang out with a lot and the the dynamics between them. Um, that's part of what is part of why I love Final Fantasy four so much is more than the story, which I never truly remember. I love the characters and the dialogue that happens between them. It's just interesting. I mean, it's, uh, it's fun. We really are only kind of in one place today, but it was like an important place is, is the thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting, it's very clear to me why these locations have significance. Whereas I feel like that was maybe something that was lacking in seven or Jordan, it just sort of felt like we were bopping from place to place, just like moving around. And it does feel here like at the very least, they are giving me a reason why I'm going to these places. There's a either a conflict, something to do, and there's backstory. Whereas I feel like in seven, there was just like a let's let's go here, let's go here to get to here to get to here. Or you know, we're going to Freya's hometown, we're going to where the war is hitting, we're going to like where this conflict is happening. Whereas, you know, I, I feel like in, in the other games that we've played, maybe not quite as much has been put into this. But also, this is just this one. So I, I guess I don't want to say that for every location that we're going to go to. But up to this point, this is sort of what I'm saying. This first disc, I think, has been strong in that category as we are going to uh Burmesia today. Big Burmesia. Yeah. I would say that makes sense um, because particularly the characters in seven with the exception of red 13 are all from Midgar. And so the, the structure is kind of different where like, you know, the whole first part of remake is Midgar yeah, and that's a whole world. And, and it's like, you're either in Midgar or you're everywhere else. Um, whereas here, all of the people in your party are all from different places. And so there's a lot of connections to the broader world versus we are all going to Junon where we've all never been before, or we are all going to Cosmo Canyon where only red 13 has been before. And you kind of get a more um, like unified experience of them all being places for the first time here. We are going to where Freya's from. We've been to, you know, a bunch, we found Quinna where Quinna grew up. Like we've been to a lot of different places of where different people are from. And there's a, you know, a more globalized kind of worldview in in the group of people that we have in nine. Yeah, well, even when we were in uh, what was it, Lindblom or or however mm-hmm. it's, however it's pronounced, like we still get the backstory of like these characters are connected in this way, and they were about to come do this, and they you know these are where these people from, and this is how you get like the 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 bandit crew of uh, Tantalus or whatever it's called, and so mm-hmm. I, I, just something I've been appreciating as we've been going along this story. Um, so let's get into it. Um, we start off with, uh, Dagger and, um, Steiner, my man, my beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man who unfortunately we did not get a lot of this time, but you know, uh, we, we got enough hijinks, um, last time and they're at the, uh, Southgate, which is where I left off last time. They're in there. They right. get in the cable car. They're trying to go up. Um, I just love when they're interacting because like Steiner's really learning stuff. Really? He, I mean, he's, he's growing. As a person, he he cares about the princess, of course. He's really struggling to not call her princess. It's a real, real struggle. And in my mind, my headcanon is that Steiner is the loudest person you have ever met. Just like comically yes. loud. 
Yeah, he's, I mean, he's just out there. And so he's just saying, he's never heard of an indoor voice. No, he's not have an indoor voice. Yeah, I have certainly been accused of that as well. So I, uh, you know, I'm just saying um, right here for the, for the role, uh, Mr. Fantasy. Um, He also, yeah, I don't know who's in charge of Final Fantasy. I'm assuming it's Mr. Fantasy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I, sometimes people call me Mr. Fantasy. Um, Anyway, um, he also says a line here is there on the Campbell card because they're, of course, talking about Pia. She's like, oh, I could do it without Pia. That's so amazing. Good for me. I'm able to get out of here. And he's, and, and Sider responds with, "Uh, screw that, bumpkin. Um, Just, just great stuff. Uh, Seriously, Steiner is just delivering line after line after line after line. I just love this man. And they're going in the cable car. They're in. Now, this is the part where I'm a little confused. They're in Alexandria, but they are not currently at the Alexandria Castle. They're going to the Alexandria Castle. That's that's the that's the situation here. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. so she's still. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to go back to the castle at some point because uh, LeBron James is popping off. But so they're going. We don't even see them again until like the very, very end. No, I don't even think we see them again. I don't know. Maybe they're in the cutscene. We'll see. We're with P and the gang for most of the time uh, through the rest of this, all throughout Bermesia. Um, But we don't start in Bermesia. We start. Uh, so we just got out of Jason Manzukas's grotto and we're headed to Bermesia. I forgot about that part. I don't know how you could possibly forget it. I forgot about Jason Manzukas being in this game. You should. I, I am offended. <laughs> a lot of things have happened in the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, you're telling me. Um, I think so- I've been in three states since the last time we recorded a podcast. Um, okay, I've only been in two, but I'll be in a third one tomorrow. So, P and the gang, we start out at the gate, and then we go to the gate, and there's some chests on either side, and we're like, time to get these chests. But then I, I tried for maybe 10 minutes to get in the gate, um, and I couldn't. Uh-huh. They just wouldn't let me in, and that wasn't clear to me at all that I wasn't supposed to go in this gate at the next location that was right here where on the other. So we spent so long on the outside of the gate being like, Oh, look at all that war and destruction and smoke coming from inside. Look at all that war. Look at all that war. And then we just don't go in the gate. So whatever we have to go outside back on the world map and go just up and around to Bermesia. And then we just get in. We just walk into Bermesia because it is, ransacked it is just destroyed there is destruction everywhere this town city whatever is dunzo this is freya's hometown now i believe that i said uh during the last podcast i don't care about freya um and i said Mm -hmm. that because they gave us nothing to care about freya like truly Mm -hmm. uh maybe it was just a bad stopping point i suppose from from where i ended last time um i like freya i think uh and a good part of that is probably because her jump ability and the spear does so much damage um, that I can forgive the Rocky start. You know, I said this to you last week and you're yeah. like, yeah, all that happens is she jumps and that means she can't take damage that time, which is good. That's like, really ah, good. Her damage output is pretty significant for this point in the game. So I have to jumps. think about this. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not optimized in any kind of way. I've tried to learn new abilities and I don't have enough AP for it. So I think I just have to like go farm a little bit, whatever. Um, her output is good for the spear ability, but I think it takes two turns for it to happen. It does. And so my math here is that Pia is doing just as much, if not more, over the course of two turns as Freya mm-hmm. is by jumping and spearing, but Freya is not targetable for the turn that she's up there. So like 
theoretically it's better, but also they're still attacking. Like someone is going to take the hit. Um, yeah. I'd rather it be Quinna. Quinna is dying at probably 30% of the random encounters. <laughs> oh my God. Um, maybe that number is higher, but honestly, I just let, I just let them die. <laughs> because it's just not worth the phoenix down mid fight to to have them get back up and yeah i need to find some armor that works for quinna or something because when they take a hit and they're on the back line too i like even move the little thingy um when -hmm. quinna takes a hit they take a hit um and it's not good so i don't know i need to figure that out we get into bermisia freya has kind of a little moment here at the start it's been five years since freya has been home a long time but also like not that long um so, so you know we're we're kind of out exploring we go through uh basically just a bunch of uh, you know it's, it's kind of like a haunted house escape room type situation very classic very classic final fantasy i think here of where we're on the top floor we have to go a across crawl yeah. and then the the wood falls down it opens up a bridge for us that we have to go back over and get across the staircase and we're you know, doing, doing that kind of thing again, not to make too many references to seven here, but it certainly reminded me of the, the barrel situation where we're like dropping barrels down so we can climb up on different levels. And then we have to go over here and drop this. And then we're, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, just like very, very classic final fantasy from what I have experienced here. It was fine. Um, the mimics were probably the like biggest part of, um, biggest part of this little portion here there was a lot of random encounters but like the mimics um as we said before are bringing out other creatures onto the battlefield each time um Mm -hmm. and i posited a theory to myself of just like well the mimic's not doing that much damage what if i just kept attacking the creatures and just letting the mimic kind of chill for a little bit um and I got a lot of XP, so I leveled up like three times here uh, oh, against these mimics. So um, we love to see that. Good for good for the mimics, I suppose. Um, this was also like the big mansion house type situation. So this is like the royal palace. Um, the only thing I was like a little confused of here is like there's apparently a king who is in charge of what's going on here, but he's he's MIA, and we'll figure more out about that later. But I don't know why we expected him to just be casually in the ruins of the royal palace. Like, he would be the first <laughs> one out of here. Like, I don't know why we thought that once we got up the second staircase, we would, like, find him. But we're in the royal palace. We're looking around. Um, And uh, let's see here. There's a couple other things that happen. We are going up further. Oh, we have another bell. This game loves bells. If there is mm-hmm. one way to open a door, it is via ringing a bell. And we've already talked pretty extensively about the ringing of bells and our collective history of bell ringing. So I don't feel like we need to get into that again. I just want to say I didn't expect this to randomly come back um, here. But like, I'm also a little confused because mm-hmm. there's no way this is just not sustainable as a normal method of door opening <laughs> just shattering glass all over the place yeah last time i kind of ac- I, like accepted it because it was like a weird little mystical mountain cave it, whatever it was a that was the ice cavern right or was that, is that what it was it was the ice cavern or was it the, was it jason manzuka's grotto which it one Jan- it was manzuka's grotto it was manzuka's grotto that had the bells but it was like not yes. it was not a town it was not a it was not a, no. a royal castle. It was, like, it was a cave. It was, it was a, a, yeah. a, a grotto is a fancy cave. Yeah. Admittedly, I, I have no idea what a grotto is. Like, uh, I, you know, 
um, I know more about Jason Manzoukas than I do about Grados. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just going to say this opening a door via shattering a bell is just not sustainable. And so it confused me greatly when we said, okay, let's get into the, the throne room here. Let's get into the Royal palace throne room situation. And the only way we can do it is by this guard who is dying in, uh, in the room is like, quick, go under my bed and find the bell to the door to the king's palace chamber and ring it so you can get in and save the king. So, uh -huh. I, I mean, I don't want to be like the Bermesia gossip here, you know? This guy is absolutely having an affair with the king. You cannot no. convince me that this, this man has a bell to the king's secret chamber here and there's not something going on like you just can't tell me there's the, that's the that's the only way i'm willing to accept this is like a, a as a realistic situation i just can't do it otherwise so you know good for him we get up there um let's see here Bermesian soldier dan lieutenant dan welcome dan um uh -huh. comes in and is like what are you what are you guys doing here what is hey wait a minute are you hey oh hey freya how are you just knows Freya, because uh, that's casual. Dan's running out. Freya's running in. Some other people are running out with Dan. Um, and Freya's like, we got to we gotta do something here. This is really, you know, this is really tough. And, um, oh, I'm so sorry, Zed. I skipped perhaps my favorite part of this whole thing, besides oh. Steiner. Right before Dan comes up, we are, we we shattered the bell. We get into the, the staircase of the royal palace, and then it is in that moment where where Freya is like, "I don't know if I can go on." And then P is like, "Well, we have to. Why? Like, what do you mean?" Um, and then Vivi is like, "I just want to know. I need to have answers. What? What if? What if I'm not even human? What? What do you yeah, mean? Vivi's what?" If Phoebe's not a perpetual human. existential crisis through there, the whole game. Phoebe, I got news for you, baby. You're not human. What do you mean? What if I'm not human? Have you looked around and seen the other humans? You don't look like them. You're uh, like your whole body is darkness. What do you mean? What if you're human? Your whole body is darkness. Please don't ever say that to him. I won't. He looks cool as hell. What do you mean? I'm not saying this as an insult. PB looks great. We we did the Vivi as a look, right? Like that was one of our. That was like one of our we first did. ones. It was the Vivi first looks, one. To be I, fair, look at who Vivi's traveling with right now. Zidane has a tail. Yeah, not human. Quinna is. I have Quina. no idea. Yeah, basically a frog. And, and now they're in Bermesia with Freya and Freya's rat people. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, is Freya a rat? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't like, maybe we should do Freya as the, as long tonight, but, um, okay. But Vivi has seen humans like the princess and Steiner are both humans. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah, that's, accurate. that's for sure. So like Vivi should be able to look at the princess and Steiner and be like, well, their eyes don't just look like they're shrouded in perpetual darkness. Um, <laughs> and i don't look like them <laughs> so uh -huh. maybe i'm not here like am i crazy here how is vivi having this existential crisis and then he's nine 
Okay, but then why are we humoring him? Because then Freya walks over, even though it's her hometown that has just been obliterated, and she's like, Phoebe, of course you're human. And I'm like, what do you mean? Of course you're human. Phoebe is not human. I don't know what race Phoebe is. Obviously, he's like a a black mage. I I guess that's a class if we're, you know, whatever, going by those types of of standards but phoebe is not a human i just don't understand what's going on here and it's okay it's okay to not be human we have rat people and people with tails and and all all quinas of the world and whatever like people can be whatever they want to be but phoebe's not a human and i just don't understand this anyway yeah the uh the final fantasy wiki says he is a black mage differentiated from humans by having a black aura surrounding his visible outer skin Glowing yellow eyes and the ability to cast magic, which implies humans cannot cast magic. Yes. Okay. So he's not human. No. Okay. Maybe we're gonna go on that journey together, VV. But I like I don't I don't know. This just blew my mind. How in the middle of this like devastation and destruction, as we are climbing through the throne room to potentially look for the dead king of Bermesia, VV's like, but. But what if I'm not human? That would ruin everything. Vivi is always is just always really going through it. Vivi's having and... a tough time. Um, someone just needs to be really upfront and honest with him, though. Like I really think that someone needs to sit down and have the talk. Um, this is where Listen. black mages come from, and it's a rando factory in a village of Delhi. <laughs> um okay so we're talking with dan uh he 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 recognized Freya. i said that before and then we basically just move on and we're like have a nice life dan uh i don't think we're gonna see dan again goodbye dan i don't he really took up a lot of screen time though (laughs) we keep going in we keep going in we keep going in we keep going in um there's more stuff kind of happening here as well um the moogles also have some kind of weird network of communication that they're like talking about and being like give me letters and i'm like i have nothing for you what do i look like usps like i i have nothing um but they're like here have some forever stamps as you check out of costco because that's exactly (laughs) what you need to be buying I i don't know has anyone ever bought stamps do you own stamps right now yes do you really yeah who do you mail do you like send letters to people i've not gotten one letter from you i used to mail checks to pay my rent oh look see stamps. oh my god you, those are so accessible to you y- yeah wow okay this is this is where age difference does play a factor yeah because i've certainly because i had to mail checks check. to pay my rent for many many years there was not another option yeah do you know that i have never written a check in my life I keep my stamps in my checkbook. Oh, you have a check. Zed has this the is checkbook, my checkbook just right, right there. It is, it is right. It is so accessible. It's stamps, to you. it's checks, and it's my union cards. You are cutting. You are cutting deals on the reg. <laughs> you are whipping out the checkbook. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, uh, f- fair enough. If anyway, the Moogles want letters, and I have nothing for them, so that's that's really tough for them. You you could have something. Oh, I'm sure them. I could. I'm sure there's a whole situation here, but I I'm not a delivery <laughs> okay, that's driver. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, I'm not I'm not getting paid for that, so I don't know. Um, and then another random Moogle comes in and is like, "I have a one time offer for you," and I I take the offer. So it's just a potion and a whatever tent, I think. 
Okay. That, was that from Stiltskin? Yeah, it was from Rumpelstiltskin. The, like traveling Moogle Boy. I love traveling you, Moogle Boy. Oh, well, he's TMB. going on adventures. He's yeah. an adventurous Moogle who actually goes places. Okay, but I don't want to be dramatic, but this is not the place. This is not the time nor place for that kind of adventure, Mr. Traveling Moogle Boy. Like, if you're looking to sell your goods, maybe don't go to the nearest ransacked town in the in the in the continent here. Like, go somewhere. That's else. where they need the goods. Well, but he's just walking around. We're also not even from here. We're not even locals. We're just <laughs> we're just buying all the stuff. He's like, this is all I have. And we're like, we'll take it for like 200 gil or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, there was another little just totally rando situation um, that somehow got a lot of animation was we walked in on a man and his wife. And I think there was a child involved, too. And the man was like big time injured. And he was like, you got to go on. You have to go on without me. Take my child um my or he said this to his wife take our child and go on and live without me um and then we just kind of like pull him from uh we, we you know we just pull him out from under the thing um and then he's fine and i have another theory here where this man was just trying to leave his wife and child and was just not interested in actually being safe because he was totally fine and walked off after that so i don't know what's going on here but some weird stuff happening and we get no benefit from it, but interesting little side scene before we get to the, get to the main attraction. I don't know. There was just a bunch of random stuff here. This is really just like have some rando mm -hmm. encounters level up a, a little bit, I guess. And then once you get out of there, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Well, by figure it out, I of course mean encounter the queen herself, because as we get further, we enter our throne room kind of a, a big throne room um a lot of doors between them and the throne room and in retrospect the distance between where we had to shatter the bell to open that door and where the king hypothetically would have been was very confusing it like there is a lot of doors between that door and the king so i, I don't know like it feels like shatter bell is a last door before you do the thing not a let's get to another house before you know uh, what i mean yeah i see what you're saying that makes sense it feels like if you are familiar with like the rhythm of a of an rpg if you're shattering a bell that's like okay we're about to walk into the something's boss happening yeah. yeah instead of just walking into some walking into stilt skin like you know what i mean like i i just don't think that that made a lot of sense like uh timing wise but that's okay because we get into the throne room and who should we find all done up in the clown face, we should do is a look for LeBron James at some point, actually. Um, LeBron James, the queen herself, is right there mm -hmm. cackling about her master plan, which was to destroy this place and kill the king because they were getting they were getting a little feisty, is I believe the motivation here. There was potential of a rebellion. They were like, oh, no, no, no. We are the rulers of all of this. I am the ruler, LeBron James. And you can't do this. And with me is my number one uh, army woman, the leader of my uh, guard. Not really. The lead, the whatever. Beatrix is yes. here. Um, Beatrix who doesn't have a, a secret last name, unlike most of these characters beatrix has no last name just straight no, up beatrix. She's, just, she's just general beatrix 
That's pretty cool, actually. The top general and most trusted warrior of the all-female army of Alexandria. Oh, pop off, Alexandria. All-female evil army. Way to go. Um, yeah, they don't wear pants. But they <laughs> wow. are an army. Said we can only ask so much <laughs> of these games. Um, I have here written down Alexandria's cold-blooded knight who knows no mercy. Yeah, it's a good description. Um... Just keep that in mind, the no mercy element of it, very specifically, uh-huh. as we continue on here. Um, okay, so they're talking. Um, we also get a flashback here, which uh, was probably the only time this little part here where I was just totally lost in what was going on. It's a Freya flashback, and so we have previous experience here from Freya talking to Sir Fratley, um, mm-hmm. Sir Fratbro here. Um, and we are uh, just discussing with him uh, Freya's past. Sir Fratley has to like leave and go be a better warrior because he can't do something. And then he never came back and Freya was heartbroken. I don't know how that relates to, to Beatrix or, or whatever, but that, uh, we, had, we had a little flashback there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's less about Beatrix. And I think more just about Freya being back in Bromesia for the first time in five years. Yeah, and um, the mystery man emerges. The Um, mystery man. Weird guy. I don't know who this is. This is a weird dude. Um, And he comes in, and instead of being like, oh, there's the queen and her number one uh, knight who is uh, known for being the most cold-blooded woman ever with no mercy, or, oh, my gosh, this town is in such destruction and disarray. uh, We really should, like, do something, or what's going on here, or, you know, anything like that. He's instead, like, I love this rain so much i love it he's obsessed with the rain um, yet another classic queer coded villain like, <laughs> the first time kuja shows up i was like i'm that is not a man maury that is that is a gorgeous trans lady and i and i i love kuja he yeah, I, you know, I, 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 really good. I, another is a look candidate, to be honest. With uh-huh. you. Like, there's actually there's actually a lot of really good candidates for some Um He comes in and he's like, I love the rain so much. And so they're looking for the king who apparently did get away. Now, um, I don't want to tell them how to do their job. I really don't, because I would be really bad at conquering a city. I look me personally, I would not be able to do a very good job of that. Now, if I was in control of people who wanted to conquer a city, I've played many a game of risk. I can get mm-hmm. us there. You start by taking out the leader. You don't start by taking out a bunch of the rando civilians. Okay. That just pisses them off. You have to go for the top down approach is always the way to go when you are conquering. Okay. Um, and they didn't do that. The King has basically escaped to, uh, Clorox, something here. Clara. 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 There's no way that's what I wrote down. Okay. C L E Y R A, Clara. That is okay. correct. All right. Clara, not Clorox. It looks like Clorox. I'm just telling you. Um, <laughs> he's what? And they're all like, oh no, that would be so, so bad if the king was able to get there because there's no way we could get there. Because Clara, Clorox, whatever, is surrounded by a sandstorm. 
Mm-hmm. That is its defense. It is surrounded by a sandstorm. Um, I, 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 how did you get there? How do you get there if it's surrounded by a sandstorm? How did the king get there? What do you mean they couldn't get there? How could the king get there, but you can't get there? What's uh, like? What, is there a secret king only sandstorm entrance that you can go through, or like eye of the storm? Like what's happening here? So this is a, is a, a, there's a town or some kind of hideout or whatever that's surrounded by a sandstorm. The king has gotten there. They don't think they're going to be able to get there. I'll bet you anything we're going there in like two or three more places that we visit. There's no way we're not going there. So look, we're going to have to get through a sandstorm. Uh And they're like, this is terrible. I can't believe he got away. We raised the whole city for nothing. Unbelievable. Um, And then, oh my God, who, who, who runs in? I didn't write this down, but I know that someone runs in. Um, because it sparks, uh, it sparks for you to be like, no, 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 don't hurt. It's just a rando citizen, right? Was it someone we knew? I don't know. Someone runs in and is like, I'm going to stop you. You can't do this. And then Freya jumps out from the hiding spot that Freya and Pia had, had, uh, been, been listening to the entire conversation on. And we're like, um, don't kill him, please. Instead, we'll fight you. And then I did forget to mention this because we kind of had to climb up a bunch of different stones or whatever to get into the throne room. It was it was somehow yeah. Freya just jumps up there. Oh yeah, Freya just jumps up. We have to climb, climb and then somehow Quinna and Vivi like take a secret back entrance, but then end up getting there perfectly in time. Like I I I don't know really why didn't we take that entrance? Video game physics. We just like were able to just walk right in, sit right down, people let your hair hang down. Like I mean I don't know what's going on there, but. They're able to get in just fine. And we then start fighting Beatrix. Um, and Yeah, it is just a, a random game. Burmesian soldier. It is not anybody. It's not even Dan, I don't think. Should have no. been Dan. I, I mean, we only met one Burmesian soldier. Just give us Dan. I don't understand. Um, okay, so we're fighting Beatrix. Um it's fine. This is a, it's a fine fight. Like whatever. Beatrix is actually like Loki, not even that strong. I was able to heal totally fine. I think Quinna went down a couple times, but that's par for the course. So, um, it just kind of lasted a while until she used, uh, I wrote this down. Stock break is mm-hmm. what was used. Um, and we all just fell down and the fight was over and I'm like, Oh, well, if there's any, if there's nothing, uh, nothing that screams Final Fantasy, then here's just a move that's gonna end this fight, and then we're gonna move on to another thing, as though that fight basically never happened. Um, and then uh, we we start our cutscene here, but I'm just gonna say this right off the bat: um, lots of mercy was shown. We did not, we were not killed. We're not dead. It seems like she could have killed us comically easily. Yeah, Beatrix is a badass. End of the fight. I like who I'll just read this again. Alexandria's cold-blooded knight who knows no mercy. Yeah. And her wiki entry says uh merciless also. Um I, I don't know about you, Zed. You I'm beg to differ. S- I'm I really do beg to differ. I'm seeing a lot of mercy, almost an obscene amount, and it's kind of all I'm seeing. Because she didn't kill anyone, didn't even kill the king, couldn't even find the king. King sandstormed right out of there. And I, I don't know. There's a lot of mercy going on um, for basically no reason. 
Okay, then we have this like big cutscene where everyone's kind of going off and doing their thing. We see, you know, uh, uh, the, the resolution of this scene where they're walking off. They're trying to figure things out. Um, let's see here. Kuja flies away on a silver dragon. Yeah, there is a dragon. Um, Kuja's cool, but I don't know what Kuja is right now. That's uh, like, I have no yeah, idea. I think that's the right place to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the vibe, but that's basically all I have to say about, about Kuja at this point. Um, cool name. Mm-hmm. I also actually, Kuja's a cool name. Um, I also did write down here the way that he looked um, initially uh sephiroth question mark uh was was in my notes because we have certainly the hair situation and it was like so mm-hmm. zoomed in that like you couldn't actually see how long it was so it was like right there with the hair and i was like oh, i don't know this looks very familiar um and then we get our cutscene, and i will say the only other thing that i i want to talk about uh, well i have two other things um at the very end here we have like a comic relief scene of the two guards at the gate who were like was that was that guy and was that guy suspicious who came in here with the bag of pickles? And he was like, no, man, uh, I'm so jealous of him for having all those pickles. And he's like, you're a weird dude. And he's like, well, how do you think I'm working here? They have the same job. I don't know. This was, it yeah. was just so unnecessary, but it was hilarious. It was, it was There's just, a lot of humor in this game. It was so sure. funny. Um, the only other thing that I did forget to mention, but I did write down um, and I forgot to mention it because it was so like weak Zorn and Thorn show back up again and send more black mages at us, but they basically go down in like two hits. So mm-hmm. I, like, I don't even know Zorn and Thorn are kind of pathetic to be honest with you. Like yeah, in terms they, of, they definitely are like pretty, pretty sad to be honest with you, because we like, we know how strong black mages could potentially be. And uh, Zorn and Thorn, you got to up your training regimen or something here because these, <laughs> these black mages are kind of garbo, but they're funny to look at. And then I also really like how they like show up one on each balcony and then we have the fight. And then after the fight, they reemerge one by one from the balcony as though they weren't like standing there hypothetically watching the fight. Like they went back inside to sit down and take a load off and then they decided to come back out dramatically. So love Zorn and Thorn. Um, and that's where I got to at the end of Prometheus. So the town is destroyed. Presumably we are going to go uh, into the sandstorm to find the king to, to help him maybe and protect him. Uh, Dagger and, and Steiner are going back to Alexandria Castle. Presumably they're going to, you know, try and figure out what's going on. Dagger's already suspicious of the queen, but it should be noted at this point, I don't think she knows the full extent of what the queen is doing in, in the way that the others do. Um, and Steiner is like, I'm just here to protect the princess. I don't really care about any of like the other stuff except for calling Pia a bumpkin. Um, <laughs> other than that, it's just, it's just all about the princess. Oops, I mean Dagger. So... That's the situation going forward. Uh, the end of disc one. You made it. Congratulations. To the end of disc one. Yeah, I'm. You know, there's what four discs here, so we have a lot. We kind of have a lot more to do, but there is plenty more to do. So much more to see. Many more places to go, and we will go those places in the future. Who do you want to do for Isaluk? You want to do Freya or you want to do Kuja? Do we have time for both? I think we maybe have time for both. No, we don't have time for both. I think we should only do one anyway. We have many more weeks to cover many more looks. Are there not going to be new characters? Okay, let's do Freya. Let's do Freya. We we spent the whole time this week in Bermesia, so let's do Freya. Okay, so I I just want to make sure we're working off the same picture I, Freya Crescent. There's no did you way. click the link that I sent you? I did, but there's no way that this is the picture that we should be going on. 
it's like from the side. Is there is there one that's not from the side? I or? mean, if you scroll a little further down, it's a it's a drawing version, but it's the same exact it's angle. Also from the side. Is that all we have here? Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So, oh, the face is a little a little creepy at this point. Okay. Number one. Oh my God! Wait, there's even more here going on as I'm <laughs> as I'm looking at this. Okay, we have to talk about the ears uh, to start because they are higher than the point of the cap of the. Well, I don't think I don't think cap. those are ears. I think those are wings on the hat because she's a dragoon. <sighs> you don't think those are ears? They are definitely no, I don't. giving ear. You know, I mean, okay, okay. So I guess it's like a hat stylistic choice. I don't, I, think so. I don't hate it, but I think that like they, they, if, if they're not ears, I think they are intentionally made to look like ears. That uh, may be. But uh, if you look at the drawings of Burmesians, I'll give you this one also in the chat. Yeah. Um, they just have, they have rat ears. They don't have those big wing ears that are on Freya's Well, but I don't hat. see any other ears. Well, no, because her ears are in her hat. Her ears are in her hat. Okay, okay. No, uh, uh, all right. I like the hat. Uh, the, the, the swooping hair, I think, is interesting. Um, I don't know what this little blue thing is, like, under her neck. It's kind mm. of... Yeah, like, it's like a cravat, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and the, then there's also the like oversized tie, but like obviously it's not a tie; it's something else. Yes, it is the the like banner of the four. I kind of like that. Yeah, the, the, it's like coat of arms that's happening here. Although the that's color the, word. the color choices are a little confusing with the yellow. Like if we got the yellow out of there, and like that yellow was white, I would be a much bigger fan. Um, the red coat love absolutely love yeah, it. me too i mean love it has it. a lot of buckles on it uh if you see it like in the animation in the game it's a little harder to see in the image that we're working off of here on the wiki um but i'm a huge fan of the coat i love the high collar yes uh the weird unnecessary rope around the flared like bell sleeves yeah because it doesn't actually seem like there's no way to tighten that like it just seems like that's no. the situation that's a stylistic choice and those are some floppy arm uh like some some there's a lot of space in between there um yeah the one problem that i do have with this entire ensemble is whatever the orange is that's happening i don't the, the like, like bloomers a, yeah yeah <laughs> The Mike Bloomer is out here. I am. I am not a fan. The pantaloons. Now, the only like the only like benefit here is that on her weapon, on kind of the hooky end. Or no, is that a tail? What is that? She has a tail, and there's a little like orange. That's what it is. Yeah, there's like it. a little tassel, kind of on the tail. That's like a similar orange. Um, just make that a different color that goes with red, and I'm happy uh okay then going down uh just a little bit further we have these kind of dinosaur feet um that i was not expecting and i'm very surprised about upon viewing <laughs> this image i don't think those are rat feet said i have i i'm not like super familiar with rats i don't know like what this is supposed to be those are i would agree with you they look more like a reptilian than mammalian feet. yeah um but they definitely are a rat people like they have pointy faces uh and if you're looking at the like more modern um, 
photo, you see like the really long nails that she has. I was going to say hands, that too. too. Look at the thumb that we have here. <laughs> um, that's dangerous. <laughs> that uh, is probably uh, intentionally so. Yeah, that's that's you know that's a uh, that's a little tough there. Um, since you said uh, reptilian and mammalian, I'm wondering if we should um rank species categorization. <laughs> no, no, we should not. <laughs> um Amphibian, one more thing i do I feel want like to say really high <laughs> one more thing i really like about freya's outfit is that her hat seems to have like a visor that could pull down over her face um because oh. she's a dragoon knight um and it has like a visor with like little eye cutouts in it that she could slide down the hat's definitely not made out of like armor material no uh but she is one she and steiner are the only um playable characters in the game who wear heavy armor they wear the same like helms um and armor and things while everybody else is in their like shirts and robes and street clothes whatever yeah. Yeah. um i okay i didn't really notice that at first i'm hoping that there is material behind the part that shifts down or else, like her forehead is just totally exposed. So I'm I'm hopeful that that's like an extra piece of material and not like a movable portion of the hat. Yeah, it pro it probably like accordions forward, and there's like slats of fabric that come. Down. I would like to see that at least one time. I know, I, me too. <laughs> that, I, like that sounds cool, and I think maybe we're giving this too much credit for a little thing because I don't I yeah. yet to see that in the game, uh, in any of the animations or anything like that. Um, the only other thing we should talk about here is the weapon. Um, it looks really cool, save for like the actual pole part. Like I feel like the the it, I don't know if it's called the handle or whatever the whatever the long stick part is. The um, staff. Sure, sure, we can call it the staff. The staff is not very cool. Uh, neither is the oh, what's it called? What's the end? What's the what's the what's the bottom end of a weapon? Like the well, the on bunch. a sword, it would be the pommel, the the very this, end. Uh, I don't think this is a sword, is it? Well, but it, I mean, there's not really a word for the, the. It's the end of the spear, the butt of the spear. It would be the butt end of the spear. Yeah, yeah, that looks a little lame, to be honest with you. Like I feel like that could be cooler. Sure. Um, but the actual like tip of it and the pointy stuff and all of like the jags and the and the way that that looks is very cool. I like that. But also to be fair, the if you're looking at, I think the the drawn concept art um that's freya fights with spears the point the ha, ha, the point has been gotten across that she fights with spears over the course of the game the weapon that she fights with will evolve and you get different ones that look more or less interesting depending on what they are sure okay well uh, and i i i have no idea what she's currently using i actually think that she just got an, oh wait no i do we just got a a mithril spear i think mm -hmm. from something a chest or maybe a fight i don't even know but i think that's what she's working with right now so okay uh, yeah. uh, Freya, i think freya's looking pretty good to be honest with you in terms of our like it's a look folks that we've who have we done so far do we have a list of these uh anywhere no we should but we, we don't did steiner, we did vv first yeah. and i think then we did steiner no then we did zidane we did then we zidane. did steiner yeah and then who did we do last time um did we do the princess at all did we do dagger we haven't done dagger yet okay well then i have no clue i don't remember somebody will tell us hopefully yeah i don't know 
Was there another next time, or is that always done? I don't know. Anyway, I think Freya looks good. Uh, and and just oh, know. we did Quinna last time. We did do Quinna last time. That's right. Quinna's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep trying to eat things with Quinna, and I just have yet to be able to like get the timing down. Because the other problem is, even when I like think they're low, the turn order takes so long to go through that it's like i really have to line up like okay i have to do these two attacks then maybe have pia defend for a round to not do too much yeah. damage and then have and then it's like it's just so convoluted and it's not i don't know i just need a situation it is definitely I, sometimes tedious i need to just be able to press the button and have quinn a chomp that's all i know we would not have this problem quinn a chomp. yeah quinn likes to chomp those frogs um oh also hold on the uh, my favorite thing i did realize that didn't actually do anything um, the trance of it all. We talked about this a little bit. Quinn yeah. went into a trance and their special move or whatever is, is cook. cook. And yeah. all I have to say, let them cook, Zed. We <laughs> love Quinn or cook. <laughs> yep. Even if it didn't work, we I I just laughed so hard. And I was like, oh man, let Quinn cook. Just let him cook. Let Quinn Quinn cook. And that's it. That's Final Fantasy IX. That's disc one. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, I'm looking forward to the looking forward to see where this goes. Dollars to donuts, we're going to Clorox and we'll probably spend more time in the capital. I we'll have to figure out how these people meet up again at some point, because obviously we can't. I would like yeah. to have a healer in the party, please. Get Why? Why the princess <laughs> back here. I am going through potions like I am freaking dehydrated in the middle of a desert, and that's all I have to drink. Like truly, I have been guzzling potions, and it's uh, it's just not. It can't be healthy. So I I need a healer back in the party. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing about Cook, I think I said this before, uh, but when Quinna is trancing, then if the enemy is below fifty percent health you can eat them rather than 25%. Uh, okay. In the, in the two more times, this whole game, when Quinna gets, their <laughs> when trancing happens. Yeah. yeah I know. I know. That'll be really great when that happens against someone who probably can't even be eaten. So across the board, I use, tra I use trance so little cared about trance so little compared to like limit breaks. Yeah. Or, I mean, or you had to be so strategic with limit breaks. I mean, there were times when you would be, or at least me personally, I would be grinding outside of a boss fight to go, like, yeah, no, get my uh, limit breaks up and be able to have that kind of stuff. It's just an extremely even, valid strategy. Yeah, yeah it's not even the other close challenge, to the same here. The other challenge here is that trance just happens when it happens. Yeah, and you, it's not like you can choose to use it or save it for later. It's just when they go, they go. But it's also kind of fine because I didn't. It, admittedly like it was a good like strategy and a good like you know uh, way to approach the game but i don't think it like made the game better like i don't know that like uh, having to grind those limit breaks like made the game inherently better and so i'm like kind of okay to not have to worry about the weird trans stuff now if the trans was like necessary for something then i will have problems but i at least for this point it's just sort of like a whatever thing yeah all right. Well, if that's what we've got for today, and I think that it is, Adam, you got anything else you want to share or want to plug before we finish up? 
Um, well, sure. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, PianoManAdam1, and then you can also uh, check out the other podcast I'm doing talking about, uh, um, oh my God, Girls 5 Eva. We keep changing shows, so it's like hard to keep track. Uh, we just had Marissa on this past week, so that's a ton of fun to go over. Uh, check that out on Twitter, uh, 1CXG Podcast. We're also looking at uh, uh, something else over there, too. So go uh, go uh, keep your eyes peeled for potential stuff coming up there as well. And then uh, in the PSR, we'll talk Doctor Who with Kevin and Melissa. Um, and then have another thing kind of cooking up in that realm as well. So keep your eyes out for um, some uh, some fun coverage coming up. Some stuff that's kind of outside of my comfort zone, but I'm cool. I'm excited about it. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you can follow me at Hard Rock Hope anywhere I am on the internet. And I am playing Final Fantasy XII, a game I will not make you play, uh, over at twitch.tv slash Hard Rock Hope. I regularly talk about the reasons why I don't think you would like it. Um, <laughs> but I'm having a, a pretty good time over there if you want to come hang out with us. It, it's a very bizarre game with huge maps um, and just lots of running around. Uh, other than that, we have wrapped up for now our coverage of Our Flag Means Death with Sarah and Grace, but hopefully we will have a bonus podcast or two coming your way if possible, so keep an eye on that feed. Um, that was a lot of fun to cover, a really great season of a very special show, so if you have not checked out Our Flag Means Death, I highly, highly recommend it, and hopefully I'll be in your feeds with some other stuff in the near future as well little too soon to say but i think there are more things coming down the pipe from all over the place here at push show recaps don't forget that you can subscribe to this and any other podcast at push and support the podcast at push slash patron or patreon.com slash post show recaps where your ratings and reviews are greatly appreciated to help people find us grow this podcast grow the network grow the Steiner standum until next time everybody take care stay out of the rain and we'll see you soon bye bye